Welcome to the Art and Life Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos. This podcast is an experiment in philosophical conversation, intended to inspire hope and inspiration in your creative pursuits. Follow along as I interview creatives from all backgrounds and walks of life. Listen while you work, listen while you create, listen while you dream up your next breakthrough idea. It's possible to make a life from your art, skill, or craft, whatever that looks like. Now, let's dive into this concept we call creativity. What's up, friends and family? Taylor G here, you know that. Art and art and life, you also know that. Uh, today we've got Megan Sweeney. On the podcast, you probably already know that too, but what you don't know is how awesome it's going to be, and I'm here to tell you that it's going to be really awesome. We dive into some really cool things, some uh, topics like uh, meditation, neuro-linguistic programming, uh, the concept of happiness in general, and how to find it, how to go after it. Um, Yeah, this is a really cool one. Megan is a person I've known for a long time since we were in sixth grade together. And she's done amazing things with her life so far. And she's been really fun to watch living her life and going after her dreams. So I thought she would be a great interview for the podcast. And she was. So without further ado, Megan Sweeney. Welcome everybody to the podcast. I'm your host Taylor Gallegos and with me today is a good friend of mine. This is a very long time friend, Megan Sweeney. So Megan, thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Good to catch up. Yeah, definitely. So why don't you start by telling the audience who you are, where you're from, how you got to where you're at, and what it is that you do. So this could be a really long story, but I'll try to keep it somewhat short. So Taylor and I go back to our Colorado days. I grew up in Colorado, but since university, I guess, after that, I just kind of moved around. So I went to Boston for a couple of years. Then I ended up in SoCal for many years. Love that place. Was in Texas for a short time. I happened to go on vacation in Italy with one of my girlfriends. It was just one of those random things. I think she got a group on. And so I was like, sure, I'll go to Italy with you. And on the last night of our trip, this hotel receptionist was coming out and he was super cute. My girlfriend had flirted with him a little bit during our trip. We were going in, this is like 11 o'clock at night. And I don't know why, but I said, hey, do you wanna go out for a drink? He said, yes. And we went out for a drink, we kissed, we fell in love and now I live in Italy. (laughs) So (laughs) it's been a a bit of a whirlwind, but now I've been living here for around six years, I think, and it's amazing. From like a career standpoint, I've gone through um, a lot of sales and marketing roles. That's kind of where I grew up, if you will, in the biotech industry, pharmaceuticals. Loved that. And when I came here, it got a little bit different. I, I had a funky boss, if anyone has ever experienced that. And uh, so I I decided to quit that industry. I moved more into an entrepreneurial function. I teach English online for my day job, but I have a couple projects going on, one with my dad and a wearable device, which I'm super excited about. And then I also have my my side business with my husband. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And it's like, it's so cool because I just talked to Dan Howe uh, and interviewed him a couple weeks ago, and yeah. he's teaching in um, Egypt. And it's like, I think it's so cool how there's these opportunities to teach around the world. And it sounds like Julie Silva did that too. Yep. And Nikki, and um, you can just like use who you are and what you know like naturally, and then leverage that in different places, and it can just like help you live this amazing life. It's true. I have to say, because I've lived now abroad, I can really appreciate the privilege that it is to be American and to be English speaking. And not not just English speaking, but native English speaking American 
we are so incredibly lucky. If you don't realize it, please take a moment and, and stop and just appreciate what you have if you're an American, because the opportunities that are opened up for us, I mean, it's ridiculous. We can really, really do anything we want anywhere in the world and, and find something that will work for us. And, and not everyone has that. So I feel super appreciative of that. Totally. And it's, it's one of those things that if you don't travel outside of your normal circumstances, then you don't actually get to see like that displacement effect. How like mm -hmm. you are so special in this way, but you're surrounded by people that are also special in that way. And so then when you get out of that zone, you know, take yourself to another country, then all of a sudden it's like, actually the English language is super valuable around the world. And yes. like, it can be used in so many different ways and, and it can really like your perspective too. Another thing that I think about is like in the U S we have like a design sensibility. Like we have an understanding of like, you know, how things can go in, you know, smoothly in certain ways or, or like look a certain way or feel a certain way. And, um, and then if you take that to a place uh, that's like years behind or something, then you, you're like, from the future almost like i mean <laughs> i studied abroad in italy when i was in my like last year of college third year of college and it was in a lot of ways i mean that was it was before cell phones were really like mainstream and so oh my like, gosh we are so old and uh it was in 2004 and uh like well, a couple of people had cell phones but it was it was like the the I was walking back in time, like the toilets were different, the, like the, the towns, it felt like I was like 500 years in the past and, you know, they had technologies here and there, but it was pretty minimal. And yeah, it's, it's crazy. Specifically with Italy, Italy has so many great qualities. It's actually, I mean, if you're talking about creativity and art and innovation, it's one of the countries that has a history of that. And they actually have a lot of innovation and art and creativity going on right now. But the thing that Italy's not good at is marketing and business. They, they aren't good at these things. And so nobody knows Whoa. some of the, the modern innovations in art that, that's happening here. And so again, because we're American, we're really good at marketing ourselves oh. and uh, commercial stuff. And so it, it's really apparent when you've seen both sides. Yeah. Yeah, and so then you and your husband have a uh, an online selling. Uh, why don't you go into that? Tell us about that. Yeah, so just really quickly, I mean, we we partnered with a, a U.S. company. I'm a, an American girl, so we partnered with this company. It's basically like having an online franchise, and and we promote and sell clean living products. Uh, liquid collagen is our hero product, if you will. But there are over a hundred different things that we promote and, and we do it all online. So we work with social, promote it here and there, talk to people about it. But it's been really great for us. I mean, in 2020, this year, Massey's Hotel closed down back in March and it does not look like it's reopening. What are we in November now? Yeah. Things are getting crazy again. So this for, for us has been really kind of a godsend so we're we're super excited about it we've only been doing the business for a couple months but i have i have a history of of working online and doing entrepreneurial things so it's not a new a new concept but it is a new business model and it's been a lot of fun yeah yeah and then uh why don't you go into what you and your dad are doing yeah so my other pursuit which i absolutely love is so I, I grew up in the personal development world. So I don't know if you knew this about me, but I think when I was like 10 or 12, have you ever heard of the Landmark Forum? Maybe. Okay. So it, 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 people either love it or they hate it or they've never heard of it, but there's not much gray area. Okay. And so when I was young, my parents made me do this Landmark Forum thing. It was like a personal development conference. And I started my, my road to personal development then. My dad has always been super into it. And I just, I've always loved learning. So I keep learning and learning and learning and reading all these kinds of books. And, and I grew up doing that. My dad is also a clinical hypnotist. So he's got this personal development side, but he also, he's like one of those guys who's almost too smart for his own good. <laughs> 
but he had this idea for a wearable device that basically it's a combination using his um, techniques from hypnotism. Also, I'll show you, but you podcasters can't hear, but it's basically like ski goggles, if you will, that have embedded LED lights inside. And those lights blink at a particular rate, which is the same rate as the music, the background music you have in your ears. So we call it brainwave entrainment. And using all of these te techniques together, plus all of the latest in personal development, it's basically like guided meditation on steroids. And the beauty of it, as your brain gets gently guided into the optimal states, you can get into flow states, which Taylor, you said is super important to you. You can get into the alpha state, you can get into delta, you can get into all of these states, which are super, super powerful for anything from creativity to flow, to healing, to sleep. I mean, all of these things are regulated by our subconscious mind and our, our wavelength, the, the, the frequency in which our brain is moving. And when we're usually just in our waking state, we're in beta. And that's a state in which you logically can think, which is obviously super helpful. But when you're in high beta states, that's also the state of anxiety. And so these days, that's the state that most of us are in all the time. But you've also experienced these other states. So alpha is known for creativity. It's known for problem solving. And you probably have been in this state. So for me, I get into alpha when I'm in the shower or when I used to do long runs. And I know it because that's when all of my great ideas come to me. Like I'm in the shower, wash my hair, not thinking about anything, or maybe I'm thinking about what I have to make for dinner, who knows. But all of a sudden, I'll get this like ridiculously good idea. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't write this down. I have to remember it. But it's because you're in that state of relaxation the, the brain waves actually slow down into alpha. And when it's in that state, you can actually hear the wisdom of your subconscious mind a bit better than you can in the regular waking state. So super excited about this project. We, um, we've had some roadblocks. We went through a Kickstarter campaign, it failed. That was so on me. Um, that was my baby and it failed. That sucks and that kind of thing happens. But we picked ourselves up. We found some investor money. Do you feel like you money. learned anything from that Kickstarter that you would apply if you did it again? And what would you do to Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we did a good job with it. If you Are you familiar with Kickstarter campaigns at all? Yeah. Okay. So people are looking for new gadgets, but they're not necessarily looking for huge innovations that they've never heard of before that are completely out of the box. Yeah. So what we have is something that, there are a couple of, um, other, of other projects that are similar, but nothing that's been mainstream marketed. People just don't know about it. There's like a really small niche group of people who know about it, but no, most people have never heard of a, a brainwave entrainment machine or a mind machine. No one knows what this is. So when you go to Kickstarter and you go to this audience, and you try to explain what it is, there's the risk of Kickstarter, then there's the risk of not knowing what this is. And I think those two things together, it was too much for people to overcome. Mm -hmm. So I think when we have the product in hand, we will get a few, um, we'll also have a few more advocates, right? So getting testimonials from people that others trust is huge for us. And so anytime you're launching something that's completely out of the box, I think you have to lower the, the risk for people and then obviously find a way that they can trust in the product. And, and usually that's by finding people that they trust who've used it. Totally. Well, um, if you want to send me one, I can test it out for you and I can be one of your uh, ambassadors. <laughs> well, you already get in the flow state on your own, which is, is awesome. Can I ask you, I know you're talking to me, but I'd love to hear, how do you get into flow? Well, one major element is time. Uh, when I'm in the studio for long periods of time, it, it happens. Um, but then there's, um, there's music that I like to play that's like not too word oriented and more along the lines of just like sound and vibration and whatnot. Um, 
Yeah, athletic elements, um, surfing. I like to wake up in the morning and go surfing. And then that like gets me into this just like being mode. It's like yep. fun and meditation, breathing. Um, I feel like breath is a really powerful thing. Like right now, we, any at any moment, you can just like take a deep breath. And then like you're tuned into this moment right now. And so, um, yeah, the meditation element along with it is a really interesting one. And then there's like this little, little, little quick hacks, like, um, I don't know, a couple beers, smoking <laughs> a little bit of weed, like yeah, things like that. will like kick you right in. It's like, um, cannabis is a really interesting one because like in one way it kind of dumbs you down because you can't handle as much going on. But at the same time, I feel like what it does is it put, puts you into like a tunnel vision. And so in that way, like that kind of helps. I don't so. know if I, I've done enough when I was actually wise enough to understand the power yeah. of it, right? Like I, I haven't smoked so much, so I don't have a, a lot of experience and I, I wouldn't have appreciated it right. at the time anyway, you know? Right. Yeah. And like, it's all, I guess all of these different elements, like the music, the time, the meditation, the weed, it's like, it's all done. I try to do it intentionally. Like, like, okay, mm -hmm. like what's my intention for this? My intention is creativity. It's flow state. It's, yeah. um, you know, whatnot. So that's, that's a way to do it. But, um, well, I, I do have something for you, Taylor. Yeah. Oh no. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Can you hear me? Okay. So I, I want to just get back to flow really quick. So from all the research that I've done, like alpha is a great state for creativity. Delta is really good for overcoming subconscious beliefs, like limiting beliefs. What is Delta? Can you, will you go into all the different stages for us? Yeah, so I'll, I'll just very quickly go over it. But, but beta is the waking state. That's where your logical brain is working. You're in the high beta. That's the anxiety, like I mentioned. It can be anxious, fear, all of that, all of that stuff. The next one down is alpha, which is super good for problem solving, creativity. When you get that, you know, boost of inspiration, that's going to be the alpha state. That's a slower state. So if you're thinking about frequencies of your brain, it's measured in hertz of brain waves. The next one down is theta. Theta is when you're in deep meditation. Um, it's kind of that borderline between sleep and waking. So people also find moments of inspiration right when they're going into sleep yep. and sometimes right when they're waking up. And so you can guide your brain into that state automatically through brainwave entrainment, which is really cool. And so in that state, think about when you've been in deep meditation, you're also able to more easily connect with your soul or your inner being or whatever you want to call it, your intuition. And so that's awesome with the, with the theta state. That's where you can also overcome some self-limiting beliefs. Delta is actually more of a sleeping state. So people who've been meditating for a really long time, like if you think about Buddhist monks as an example, they can automatically guide their brains into these different states. And it's pretty easy for them because they've practiced a lot. But most people don't have that patience, right? They try meditating a few times, their mind is going haywire. They get irritated at themselves because their mind is going haywire and they think, oh, this isn't how it should be, even though it's totally normal. Yeah. But because of that, they quit. So you're, most people aren't going to get to that Buddhist monk state where they can just go from beta to alpha to theta and then delta, this deep, deep sleeping state, if you will. But you can actually do it while you're awake. It's great for healing. So a lot of disease that we have, dis-ease, is because of all of this crap that we hold in our subconscious minds. The like idea is that we're not good enough right like beliefs that we hold in our subconscious mm -hmm. mind okay yep we're not good enough we don't deserve it who am i to do xyz um people with money are bad i mean all of these really i mean that one's not even that bad but like i'm a bad person people have a lot of these beliefs and they're really really deeply rooted and so when they're so deeply rooted it helps to get into very, very slow 
brainwave state because all that external crap that's going on around you and in your conscious mind can just kind of fall away. And that's how you can rewrite your stories and overwrite all that junk you've got going on. And then gamma is probably the one that you're most excited about. So as all of these other brain states go down in their frequency, their lower frequencies, gamma is super high. So this is at like 40 to 60 Hertz. Okay. And most people, can't get to that state on their own. And it's also the least well studied, but from everything that the research shows, it's during this state where like all of the different parts of your brain connect. And so that's where a lot of your true genius lies. And not only that, people state that, I'm getting all like goosebumpy because I love it, but people state that they actually feel like a greater sense of unity so it's not just interconnectedness within their own brain, it's like connectedness with the world and the universe. And so that flow state, that gamma state, is like the holy grail for anyone who's super creative. Yeah, that's- So awesome. what I was gonna tell you, I'm Go going to send you an audio that, that's just music and it, it's custom. We did this for Guru Go, but I'll send it to you. We have, I think, a 20 or 30, 45 minute and 60 minute audio so i'll send that to you you can tell me if it helps you get into flow oh i'll definitely i'll definitely give that a try um that's awesome yeah it's wild i mean think about the gamma state uh and okay so like when i take a certain amount of time let's say i'm in the studio for four hours there's like the kind of build up time you know working out the kinks and getting things flowing and then there's the the main body of the time and then there's this like window that's maybe like the last half hour where things just like come together everything's flying i feel like i'm going at a million miles a minute and the and the time has stopped at the same time it's like yes. it's all just happening I'm, like, I'm not yes. thinking i'm just being i'm like i know exactly what needs to go where and like what's happening i'm working on five paintings at once and i know what the next step is on all of them it's like the coolest thing and so that's probably, yeah. i mean that's if yeah, because your brain, like. it's, yeah, it's working at such a high level, like time melts away and you're so efficient and athletes do experience this. Some like super oh, yeah. athletes experience it more than a lot of other people or like Elon Musk. I am guessing this guy's brain is in gamma, like, I don't know what percentage of the time, but compared to the rest of the human population, way more because he's got these like literal genius he's in gamma all the time for sure yeah and um so then you're you're putting the like the mask goggles together with this concept with like are so are there like guided meditations or is there like um you know is your dad leading people through like using words to say like you know to bring up these subconscious yeah. beliefs and then work through them yeah, so um, my dad's not actually the one doing the, the recordings. I'm, I'm the one who's writing the majority of the programs just based on my own research and personal development work. My dad's then going through and tweaking them based on the fact that he's a clinical hypnotist. I'm not. And then we're working with a number of other guys, uh, one of which is a clinical hypnotist, uh, mechanical engineer. And then we also have a couple of voiceover artists who are also hypnotists and so what it does they are guided meditations but the thing that makes them so powerful is the cadence of the voice the questions that we ask having people anchor new feelings into their body which that's an nlp technique i could go into that for probably an hour but all these things together combined with the light and sound which gets your brain into the right state it's it's super powerful. Okay, so tell I mean I know about these this stuff because I, I'm into this into this action, but um, tell people about NLP. So neuro linguistic programming, the way that I like to describe it is like Pavlov's dog, right? You know that experiment. So you ring a bell, you give the dog food. You ring the bell, you give the dog food. You ring the bell the dog starts salivating because he associates the bell with the food. Neuro, neuro linguistic programming, NLP is a little bit like that, 
as humans, our brains are set to take in certain words without even thinking about them because we have so much stimuli coming in at once that we would be overloaded if we tried to reprocess everything that, that comes in. So we can set anchors for ourselves. This is an NLP technique where over time, especially if it's a physical anchor, you can program your mind to get into a certain state just by doing a certain motion. So as an example, I have a, an anchor where I touch my middle finger and my thumb together. And because I've set this anchor for so long, when I do that, like my whole, my whole body changes, my body chemistry changes. I'm calm, I feel confident. So I can do this anchor. I actually did this before I talked to you, before you hit record, because I didn't wanna like totally mess up our conversation. But because I've set this NLP anchor, now when I do this physical movement, my brain associates it with feeling calm and confident. And it's super powerful, anybody can do it, and it can elevate your state, especially in situations that you know are gonna make you nervous, or maybe you are going to go into a discussion with a loved one, and you know it's gonna get heated, and you don't wanna lose your lid, right? You don't wanna just blow up. You can use anchors anytime you're going into a situation. It's, it's easier then, but you can even do it in the middle of a situation. If you are awake enough to realize you're in a crazy situation, you can use your anchor in the middle. And it may not be perfect for you. It may not be like a 180 degree turn, but it will change your state so that you will have your head about you instead of just being like an emotional wreck. Yeah, and it's so cool because all these things, all these techniques, um, you know your anchors your nlp anchors and then meditation and um all of it that you're doing all these like practices that from the outside people probably think is kind of weird before they get into it it's it's all training for real life like the buddhist monk that goes and meditates all the time like now i can hear you okay yeah all right we can keep going yeah the video is like kind of okay. slow but all right. Well, you're totally but, frozen on my end. You saw that great, that great expression, but oh, that's cool. I can hear you. So keep going. <laughs> we'll just keep going. Okay. So, so yeah, it's training for the real world. Here's the thing, like monks, you know, they're doing their thing and they're meditating on a mountaintop and that's great, but they're not actually like living in the real world. So it's like all they're doing is the training element. Whereas when you are an actual human in this world that we live in and you participate in day-to-day -day things and you experience like, you know, COVID-19 going through the world and you experience the elections going on and you have like all this stuff, like that's where the training really gets applied. That's where meditation, all those things, Absolutely. those are training for the real world. Like, and, and it's always funny to me when people like do a bunch of, of the training and that's all they focus on and then they get so heavy on that and then they almost like want to disconnect from the real world and and the real world is like yep. overwhelming to them and they're like like i know this one guy who meditates all the time and then he'll get like mad when um a dog next door barks and it's like this is what it's about <laughs> like you're this is what you're training yeah. for is to be able to deal with like that the real world like in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there is a, a big disconnect. I mean, I think for a lot of people, it's got to happen at the right moment. So I did a lot of training even as a kid growing up, but I spent the majority of my 20s uh, just doing really, really stupid stuff and self-sabotaging. So all of that stuff that I was learning and had learned wasn't helping me at all. I, I can't say it wasn't helping me at all, but I was counteracting it with really stupid decisions. Now, however, you know, the world is at a completely crazy place and, and I feel actually quite good and happy and positive. And the fact that my brother voted for the opposite candidate doesn't bother me. You know, like these things don't bother me.
I'm not perfect. I do sometimes argue with my husband. We do, you know, get into it. I do get irritated at crappy drivers sometimes, but for the most part, I can say that I'm at a place now where all of that training is, is coming into play. And it's also because I've realized exactly what you're saying. Like the training doesn't mean anything unless you actually put it to use. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I've heard, totally. Another thing that I've heard about uh, neuro-linguistic programming is um, it's like, it, we, we can become aware of the way that we speak to ourselves. So I, I'll hear it a lot with people. They'll tell me that they're not creative or that they can't draw or, or you'll hear people say like, um, I always mess this up or I always, you know, I always mess this up. But, and then the NLP element is you can stop and say, wait, do I always mess that up? One way that you could switch it would, you could, you could say in the past, I have messed this up, but this is a new opportunity to change that moving forward. Like, it's a more present. Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 It's so true. I actually want to do a Facebook live about this because it's so true. Like there are literally three things that are getting in the way of most people getting their result, right? Their result is over here. Action is in the middle. And then there are these three things that are holding most people back. Thoughts, emotions, and language. And thoughts and emotions are a little bit harder to, to get to. It's where like Guru Go will come in. But you can control your language. You just have to be aware of it. Even if you think you suck, even if you think you're not creative, even if you think you can't draw, don't say it. Just don't say it. Because over time, that will be a new habit for you, not saying that you suck. And when you feel like you suck, you think you suck, and you say you suck, it is very unlikely that you'll do any action to then get to your result. Like if you think you suck, you can't draw, you feel like you can't draw and you say you can't draw, are you really gonna take the time to draw every day and get better at it? Probably not. And if you do, you're probably going to progress a lot slower than at, if at least you didn't say that you sucked at drawing. Like do that one thing, anyone can do that. And to your point, if you need to switch it around and say in the past, I couldn't draw, but I'm getting better every day. That one little thing can, can really change people's perspective. Totally. It's like you um, shutting down all possibilities of anything positive happening versus opening up to the potential of evolution and growth. Yeah. But most people don't realize just that little thing, like what actually comes out of your mouth it's so powerful. It's so really powerful. Powerful. It's not, it's not just to yourself, but other people who hear it, that's even, that's even worse. But if you can even not say it to yourself when no one else is listening, man, it makes a big difference. Yeah, totally. Confidence, total, total game changer right there. Yep. Interesting. This is all cool. Have you considered being a life coach? Not really. <laughs> like, I feel like all the things that you have in your sphere of your world, like you could easily put together into like leading people to the to great lives that are. Well, thank you. I, I mean, I appreciate you saying that. I think um, my wheelhouse is not working with people one on one. Okay. Like I just, it's not my thing. I would much rather either do like on social media, share on social media. I'm more of a one to many kind of yeah. person. I just prefer it that way. I think I'm more effective. Yeah. And um, ultimately that's where like, I'm so passionate about Guru Go because it's scalable, right? Like that's the thing about this too, is as a life coach, it's not very scalable. Yeah. When you have a program that can be so effective that you can add things to over time, that you don't have to be in the room. And in fact, maybe it's even better that you're not because the person's brain can get in, the, in a better state without you. You know, that's, that's where things can really change for people. So that's what I get excited about. Cool. Well, we'll be watching. <laughs> um, all right, that? we going to the question portion? I'm ready. I don't, I don't know what you're going to ask, so um, go for it. Good, that's the best way. All right, so. Let's say you walk into a room 
and there's a girl sitting there and she's about 10 years old and you walk up and she turns around and she's you as a 10 year old this is little megan and uh you have the opportunity to give her one piece of advice what is the advice that you would give to a young you you know i actually i thought about this and and i posted about this the other day so I, i'm totally skewed with my thoughts now but <laughs> i just have to laugh at this a little bit and say that so many people said buy amazon stock <laughs> that was the thing sure. that they would have told their their younger selves but i think for me it's you're a good person you're good enough and it will be okay yeah. yeah actually more than okay it will be more than okay no matter what happens it will be more than okay do you feel like you lived in fear of those things i mean i went through a time where i felt like i was a horrible person a, really? a long time yeah and because of that i made really bad decisions and so yeah i, I think and then when i was at my worst you know, I didn't know that it was going to be more than okay. I, I couldn't see in the future that I would be here right now talking to you and having so many things that are exciting going on in my life. So much love, so much happiness. I couldn't see that back then. And at 10, I didn't know that that would be where I would be in the next, you know, 10, 15 years. Yeah. But I would let her know that then so she could prepare for it. Okay. There you go. I like that. Um, all right, next question is, uh, who is one of your major influences? I have so many because I'm a sponge for, for information. I literally, I mean, I go through books and audio books like you wouldn't believe. And I'll say my dad is one of my biggest influences. When I was younger, I didn't listen to hardly any of his advice, but as I grew wiser, I realized he, he wasn't so stupid and he had a lot of great things to teach me. And I also really appreciate where he's come from. So he's also had a traumatic past. He, he found his mom, she had committed suicide and he was the one who found her. And so I, I look at that and with all that I've learned, I can appreciate how far he's come and, and even at around 75, where he's still going. And I think that's, it's, it's inspiring to me and, and it makes me, I don't know, it influences me. Definitely. In a positive way, in a super positive way. Oh yeah. Um, so I have a younger sister and she's 19 years younger than me. And um, I, it's, it's fun to like seeing her go through life and she's still in that point where, where she sees her parents as like other as like different you know like you guys are old people and i'm a young person it's like you know and i remember that and then there's like there's these little experiences that happen in your life that shift it where all of a sudden you see your parents as like exactly the same as you just like 35 40 years young like before you know like yeah they're they're just the same like we're all just the same we're just at different points on our like little journey through life yeah, and, and if you're lucky and you have great parents, right? I, I, I'm super lucky. I have great parents, so yep. absolutely. But it's, um, you know, we still grow up immersed in the baggage that they have. And I think it's it's important for people to realize that. Yeah. Yeah, and even if, uh, if your parents aren't great at everything, um, you know, I, like, I, I, that's another thing that I feel like has happened for me in those little turning point experiences was um, I, it was compassion came through and then I'm like oh like you deserve compassion because you have you're just doing the best you can in the world everybody's everybody's just doing the best that they can yes with what they got everyone is just doing the best that they can I wish everyone could like put that on repeat Put that on repeat. That's what gives you compassion. Absolutely. I mean, there are some people who drive me absolutely crazy. But when I remember they're just doing the best that they can, it's a complete shift, right? Totally. <laughs> yeah, wish that could go out to the world. 
Um, okay. Next question is what it's would going you... out. Going out on the podcast. It is going out on the podcast. There we go. Good call. Thank you. <laughs> Good reminder. Neurolinguistic programming. This is going out to the world. <laughs> All right. Next question is what would you say your why is? What's what's the main element? Why do you get up in the morning? What what drives you in life? So I'll tell you, I don't have a clear answer for that. What I do have are two words that I think are more powerful, and then I'll get back to the why. But when you're thinking about anything you desire, if you use these two words in your language, NLP, I'm sure, it's all over it. But if you use until and despite, that can actually be more powerful than having a why. Because I thought before when I was doing something hard that I had a why and it absolutely was not enough. But now when I'm going into new goals and, and I'm really trying to accomplish something hard, if I think I'm going to do this until whatever it is, I hit this goal, we launch Guru Go to the world, whatever it is, I will do this until and I will do it despite, I will do it despite my failures. I I will do it despite people laughing at me. I will do it despite it feeling hard. For me, it's actually even more powerful than having a why. And your whys will change. But I heard something really, I heard a story a couple weeks ago that really hit home with me. And it's not that you have one why, because that's also, it's just not enough. You have to have a whole bag full of them. Because when it gets hard, that one why probably won't, push you enough. And I think that's what I experienced in the past. I had one big why and I thought it was my big why and I felt like it was my big why, but I quit anyway. So if you do something until, and you do something despite, you may not even have to know exactly what your why is because it, that, that can also be tricky. I think people, they, they put other people's whys on them and they take on the why that they think they should have. Like, my why is to, to be better for my family, or my why is to be better for myself, or my why is to whatever it is. Like, I think half the time people don't even really know what their why is. They're just saying what they think sounds good. But if you do something until, and you do something despite, it actually doesn't even matter what your why is. Nice. All right. I like that. So these questions are so much fun because they're just, they're just little opportunities to take it whatever way you want. And, you know, that one, it was great. I like lobbed, lobbed a softball at you and you just like took out your swords and sliced it up. It was great. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> I like what you did there. <laughs> um, all right. You ready for the, the final question is what is your definition of art? art is anything that you see as art honestly I think it's really in the, the eye of the beholder when I think about creativity it's kind of the same thing I mean if you think about like Elon Musk his art is an electric car to me that is art and it's also creativity that they kind of intertwine into one for me words are art like I love words. That's probably why I love NLP. That's why I love personal development. That's why I love books. I love words. To me, that is like art. But buildings can be art. Having a really beautiful meditation practice or a breathing practice, like that can be art too. So this is like so cheesy, but life can be art if you just see it that way. No, that was, that was great. Love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> ask you what do you see as art oh what is I, art to you you're you are like an actual artist <laughs> um no i think uh I, I think your answer is really right on i would say i feel like art is anything that you bring intention and focus and and all of your energy to like all the time we're walking around, our, our energy is scattered. You know, I, I'm thinking about 
what I got to do later. I'm thinking about like what the dog's doing and then having a conversation. I'm texting with somebody and there's all these things. My energy is everywhere. But when I bring it here, like into one spot, and that's what a paintbrush does for me. And that's what, you know, different things do for different people. They're tools and like all your energy is going through that one thing. And when that is happening, whether that's making a painting or whether you're like doing the dishes, whatever, raising your kid, like if you're fully present, I feel like presence has a lot to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, it's raining here now. So I don't know if you can hear that over. I can. I was like, what is that? He's, he talked about washing the dishes. Is someone washing the dishes in the background? <laughs> I got some sound effects going. It's really nice. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like bringing one's consciousness to a point, to like a focus point. And that's my answer for right now. That's when you can see art for what it is, right? That's when you can appreciate it. Because even if you have a statue of David in front of you, if to your point, if you're thinking about what you have to cook for dinner later, you won't even see it, even yep. though it's a masterpiece. Yep. Yep. We can be completely oblivious to things. Um, well, this is great having you on, Megan. Um, this it is was fun. Yeah. Yeah. You like it? How many podcast interviews yeah. have you done so far? What's that? How many podcast interviews have you done so far? You're my first. All right, perfect. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> well, um, this is the part where, of the episode where I acknowledge my guest for being on. And um, we grew up together. Like, I've known you since sixth grade. And it's so cool because we both were just these, like, tiny little people in the world. And I, I'm still pretty tiny. I don't think I ever grew since sixth grade. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, though. You are a tiny in stature but your energy is huge and, and it always has been. And Thank like you. just seeing you grow through like middle school and high school and like um, you said the word confidence earlier. And um, you know, I know that from our conversation now that you've had these inner things going on at different times in your life, but you've always like walked with this confidence and, and you share that with everybody that you're around, you know, you're like, like riffing with people, having a good time, you like activate the room that you're in. And, um, and it's really cool. And, and I feel Thank like, you. you know, we can all take a lesson from that and just like live big and like, you know, squeeze our, our thumb and forefinger together and just like go forward <laughs> into the world. So yeah, good job, good yeah job Thank you. I had so much fun. I really appreciate you inviting me on. It was so good just catching up with you anyway and loved the conversation yeah uh where can people um follow you or like connect with what you've got going how can they find out about all these things you got doing? yeah so i'm on most of the social media channels on instagram you can find my personal account at the happiest meg sweeney because I am happy, and I think I might be the happiest one out there. Though there are a lot of Meg Sweeney's or Megan Sweeney's out there. If you Google it, you'll never find me. But um, also, if anyone wants to follow Guru Go, we have our handle is Guru Go Life, and that's on Facebook and uh, Instagram and LinkedIn. And we're also on YouTube, actually. But I don't know what the handle is. <laughs> <laughs> Search. All right, sounds good. Cool. Well, um, do you have one last? One last piece of wisdom for the humans. Oh my gosh. One last piece of wisdom. Now you threw like, I don't know, a zinger at me and I have That's no idea ball. where my swords are. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> I think, you know, I think the thing is, is, you know, what I would have told my 10 year old self, most people can probably benefit from that, especially if you're going through a hard time right now. Like you are loved you are worthy and it is going to be more than okay. And I think if people really could feel that at their core and their bones and their cells, it just feels good, right? When you can really take that in and, and hear it, that can change your life. That's awesome. That's really great. I appreciate that. All right. Well, Megan, thanks for being on the podcast. Hang out for one second. I'm just going to stop recording and uh, we'll chill for a sec.
So that, my friends, was Megan Sweeney. Megan is awesome. She's a longtime friend of mine from middle school, then through high school, and then through the beauty of Facebook, we've all been able to uh, stay in touch. I've been able to watch her journey through life, and yeah, it's gotten really sweet in the last couple of years when she moved to Italy, met her husband. She's she's just always putting out really cool content and messages to the world, and um, yeah, it had me intrigued, and so I knew it was going to be a good interview. Yeah, that stuff is awesome. I love to hear about the NLP uh, content, the uh, the ideas there, and if if that intrigued you at all, definitely dive in because there is a ton there that you can get into. Um, it's kind of just ways to, like, different ways to work with ourselves to get the best out of ourselves, and. Uh, a lot of times, I think for a lot of people, the biggest thing in the way is themselves and their own self-limiting beliefs. And if you just get out of the way and lean into possibilities, all sorts of amazing things can happen. So you can find Megan on Instagram and Facebook. Follow along with what she's doing. Send her a message. Say hi. Ask her how Italy's doing. Um, yeah. How are you doing with all this craziness in the world? Are you keeping your head on straight? Is your head flying off the, your shoulders? Or uh, what's going on? How are you feeling? Uh, are there any creative practices that you're doing to keep things flowing in the right direction? Feel free to reach out and say hi. Let me know what's going on. You can join the Facebook group art and life and then you'll always get these podcasts first i always release them there first for everybody and then a couple days later i put it out to the general public so definitely jump on there and join the group i always i'm also throwing out some creative questions to people to inspire different things so yeah join in have fun and yeah i think that's about it i think that's all i've got right now I hope that you are having a happy life and uh, finding happiness wherever you can. And that's it. Cheers.